0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 92, Are You Lighthearted, Benefits of Forgiveness. I just finished a meditation class where I gave a talk on heart health, and I came across a picture that I used to demonstrate the benefits of being lighthearted, and it just gave me an idea that maybe I should be talking about being lighthearted. In today's episode, I'd like to discuss learning to forgive, the benefit of positive emotions, six ideas to lighten up in Egyptian mythology and this is what the picture was about well there's a story that says that when a person dies the soul travels to a different dimension to undergo a life review so to speak and in the journey of departure the god Anubis places the recently deceased celestial heart on a scale to weigh it against the feather of truth if the heart is heavier than the feather because it's filled with regrets, anger, resentment, and remorse, then the soul is sent back for another lifetime of learning and evolution. Or in a more graphic way, I've heard the story told at the point of physical death, so it's more of a physical story where you have you can picture it. The physical heart is weighed against the feather. And if it's heavier than the feather, because of the anger, regret, same things of resentment, negativity, the burden on the heart, the heaviness of the heart. But if that heart is heavier than the feather, then it's fed to the lions. And if not, it would go on its way to the afterlife. So either way, this ancient myth does offer a powerful message to really lighten up, to let go of the emotional burdens that weigh us down and the mental disturbances that really disturb our peace and make it difficult to be fully present and enjoy our life. For many of us, one of the biggest emotional burdens that we carry is anger, manifesting itself in violence, whether in thought or deed, or even lack of forgiveness for others and for ourselves. You know, when we hold on to resentment, shame, anger, or unhappiness, and pain from our past, our entire organism suffers. From a yoga science perspective, we have three bodies, the gross body, subtle body, and causal body. Basically we're talking about the physical, the energetic body and the mind and its layers as well as the spirit and soul. So all of those get affected if we're holding on to any of these negative emotions. They color all of these fields. If we dwell in the positive emotions, they also cover these fields and then we live that radiant life of light. When we have an emotional injury when perhaps we perceive something as unjust, and perhaps rightly so, or it may have actually happened that it isn't really, it is a perception, but something might not have been done in order of being in a positive way. We either shut down or we have an outrage of emotion. And our body at that time of the emotional unsteadiness, that emotional unrest, reacts as a stressful situation. And then when we carry the negative emotions, even if we're carrying the negative emotions from that, we store them in our, our memory and in our cells actually, the same biological consequences do indeed arise. Our body produces excessive amounts of hormones, such as adrenaline and cortisol, which we know that over time, in that consistency, it compromises our immune system and contributes to cardiovascular disease. So our heart health, our heart is, in many, uh, in many traditions, it's considered the seat of the soul. It's our living heart, as those of you who may have taken the resilience training or red feeling good matters it's that place it's where our feelings arise anger and bitterness are inflammatory emotions and we all know that if we even look at the literature it's actually there now because researchers did indeed find it's the number one emotional risk factor for premature death from heart attacks and strokes from a traditional chinese model of uh, chi- traditional chinese medicine that model of medicine They also have a perspective, and I've talked about that before, that anger and those negative emotions, or anger in particularly, will affect the liver, whereas grief affects the lung. But in the liver, it produces too much heat. And what is heat? Heat in Western medicine is considered inflammation. So anger, whether it's outward or suppressed, is also linked to an autoimmune condition that that does occur. Anger is just unfulfilled desire. It's when we're not getting our desires filled. We don't get our way, basically. And many times we don't get our way because circumstances are out of our control. It's not a coincidence that when we speak of people dying from a broken heart or described as deception, as a stab in the back or say a deep loss with gut-wrenching feelings, we see that mind-body connection into play. You know, the mind-body connection is certainly not new to ancient medical systems, but the good news is that in Western world now, they're open to those possibilities. We're seeing it over the last several decades of research. But as a side note here, I'd like to really talk about this mind-body balance because we talk about mind-body all the time, but do we really wonder or know what that connection is all about? Well, the mind-body connection is really via the breath. So how does this happen? I always have to get breath into things because breath is really the key controller of our life and how we're living our life. So how does this mind-body interaction happen? Let's say we're talking about the heart here. What really happens is when we have a feeling, that feeling which is started in the heart, it's that heart feeling. It generates or creates a thought and that thought causes our breathing to change. When our breathing changes, our autonomic nervous system gets impacted. It receives the signal and our organ systems respond accordingly. It's interesting, so why is breath training not the number one prescription for healing a heart? And it's It's coming now with meditation and training, but still, I don't see it in standard allopathic ways to really help people who have suffered from a heart attack or a heart that has been under you know, ischemia, anything that relates to the heart. I'm talking about breath training for the heart. The good news is that our organism is incredibly flexible early on. And I say early on, once we've had the insult that's created the disease process, it's a little bit more difficult to get that flexibility back, but it's still possible. And the heart is really one of those conditions that can really be brought back, which is a beautiful thing. When we let go of our emotional toxicity by detoxing our mind, and I've spoken about this before, our body will immediately begin to return to its balanced state in which we call homeostasis, which is a state of self-healing and self-regulation. The intelligence of our mind-body complex is beyond our comprehension because it's already within our cellular intelligence and our cellular structure and it can automatically happen for us, but we need to keep that vessel, that vessel of mind clear, opened, and pure. So if someone does deceive you, or there is a betrayal or an injustice, we've all had that experience. We might have been the ones betraying, but we might have been the ones that it's also happened to. We need to learn to sit back and not allow our mind to conjure up the story that they did it to us, They're bad, we're good, and the whole thing that goes with that. No one really does anything to us. They really do it to themselves. When we've been the perpetrator, we've done it to ourselves. When the perpetrator does it to us, they're doing it to really themselves. And I really had to practice this recently, and that's what also brought up this whole topic. So what I'm really preaching here and talking about is something we're always going through. I just recently had something come up where something had happened years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and something surfaced and in a whole different package of me having to really resurface that incident in my mind. And what did I do with that? Did I really forgive the person for what they did? It it had to do with work getting, uh, trying to get, you know, having me move out of a job that I was so doing so well, so the other person can step in. You know, so that was very, 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 very painful for me because I had lost a lot of income because of that. What I'm trying to say here is I got to revisit that. And I had to really realize, wow, did I really let go and move beyond? And I realized, no, I didn't. Wow, I'm still holding on to. How could you do that? Why did you do that? So I'm bringing it up because of that. But no one really does anything to you. It took about 24 hours, by the way, for me to really process that and let it go. And it was one of my close friends uh, who happened to say to me, what do you need to do to forgive? And I didn't realize, wow, is it really forgiveness that I'm doing here? Is let going really forgive? And Actually it is. So I got to do the practice and that's why I'm bringing it up today. So the key is see how long it lasts and that tells you how strong your mind is in its own process of really learning to forgive. So don't let it last for more time Uh, than you really need to. And and I always say, I had another friend once say to me a long time ago, if something is said that you don't want to hear, look, you have two ears, let it go in one and out the other. There's not much space there to just let it go through. So I like to say, don't let it last more time than it takes to go in one ear and out the other side so that you don't get into the biochemical cascade of injuring your organs. So keep that in mind. We're talking about really self-injury here by holding on to that pain of something that might have taken place. So if we move to the benefits of forgiving, uh, I really like to use the phrase, accept what is and release the burden of judgment. If we release the burden of judgment, it's valuable to both our head and our heart and our health. That's what I'd really like to say here. When we free ourselves from the things that bother us by accepting what is to the present and not look back or hold on to past regrets, we remove the elements that constrict our heart, and it really does constrict our heart, and it expands our ability to love and be loved and be positive. You know, a positive outlook on life has been correlated with longer life, reduced risk of heart disease, lower rate of rehospitalization following any kind of surgery, fewer physical symptoms during stressful periods, slower immune decline, less anxiety. So keep in mind that letting go or forgiving someone for his or her deeds does not indicate that we don't care and it's, not, and it's okay for somebody to steal, cheat, lie and cause other pain. We're not saying that, but we have to really watch ourselves and how we respond to that because it really holding on to that awareness of our own response will really keep us healthy also understanding the ignorance that lies in with a person committing the act whether it's ourselves we've all been in that point i know myself i've been in i've been in places where I've stolen, cheated, lied, caused others pain, maybe unwillingly and not even knowing that that was what I was doing. And maybe I was knowing with what I was doing after the fact or even during the fact. So we have to keep our awareness open of our own ignorance as well as the ignorance that may be present in others. And that keeps our heart in its optimal health, starting with letting go of our own activities, others' activities, and really taking life into the deepest part of our own being and offering anything that may have taken place up to a higher purpose and putting it into the light. At some point in life, we do realize that people who do commit acts of betrayal or whatever else actually hurt their own being. Even when we commit them, we are really betraying our own self. And if we recognize all Everything in the universe has its own story, and we're all the same on this earth spinning around. <laughs> we really learn to forgive. It, it comes very easily because everyone is subjected to these temptations of negativity, but also positivity. So let's all keep that in mind. Forgiveness is for yourself because it frees you. It lets you out of the prison you put on yourself. And Louise Hay said that. And I really love that. She was a pioneer in healing the body. And she said, I'll say it again, forgiveness is for yourself because it frees you. It frees your mind. It lets you out of that prison you put yourself in. And one of the most powerful words of wisdom came from uh, Nelson Mandela. I got this from a quote, Uh, on the web. It was brainy quotes, I believe, or uh, the dictionary of quotes. He was imprisoned, we all know, by South African government for 27 years. And he emerged without bitterness for the people who did that to him. And he stated... As it's quoted on the web, as I walked out the door towards the gate that would lead me to my freedom, I knew that if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I would still be in prison. So Louise had that same concept of we imprison ourselves when we don't let go and forgive each other. And Martin Luther King, who has always been just, I have an affinity To many things that he had said and he said we must develop and maintain the caps the capacity to forgive he who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love there is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us and that's what I was getting at before when I said we all have that and when we discover this we are less prone to hate our enemies and that's what Martin Luther King jr. had stated in one of his talks and that to me is the most powerful because he's acknowledging being a human being. And I just love that about him. And so I wanted to include that in today's uh, episode. So how do we get to that point where we forgive and forget as we might've been told? Forgiveness happens when we set our intention to forgive. Even when we know we have let go of the past to remain healthy, our minds bind us tightly to that occurrence. They just tend to do that. It's the nature of mind. I've heard many people actually start that they would, you know, they've actually said to me, they'd never forgive or let go of that incident and would be okay with the consequences because they're just not going to let go. They're going to, they're just not going to do it. I've heard people say that. And, you know, sometimes that makes my own heart vibrate a little bit to say, wow, that's pretty intense we all have the ability to forgive and it's the nature of life to release this toxicity and relearn and return back to wholeness look at animals that fight after a brawl there are no grudges i've seen dogs do it i've raised dogs trained dogs and i've seen them they get into it and then they both walk with no animosity because that animosity animosity comes from ego it's a human condition so it takes time to polish the ego and let go get go of some of those emotions that really carry us from the past. Let go of the past, and that's forgiveness. Particularly in the cases of deep violation, we have to do it. Forgiveness is a process that requires us to forgive at one moment at a time. It's not as easily done. Sometimes we have to forgive someone many times before we finally let go of all the emotional residue of the past. But once we create the intention to let go and then take those steps to restore peace in our heart, we'll feel that shift. And we feel lighter as we expand our capacity for love, compassion, and healing. And when we have that love, compassion, and healing, we are radiant. So here are six ideas to lighten up recognize what is admirable in people even the worst of people that we sometimes encounter the worst of those habits that we see there's something that can be admirable in people offer forgiveness and acceptance grow beyond complaint and blame it's very easy to point the finger and complain and blame about things because we don't want to look to ourselves fulfill our obligations and duties Focus on what we give rather than what we receive. Think of yourself as a light, expanding your light to give rather than what you're going to get back. Many times people say, well, I need, I need." no one loves me or I wanna have love, I need compassion, but they haven't learned love and compassion yet. Support a healthy lifestyle with good food, good friends and family. Very important, step away from your computer, step away from your device, and really enjoy a healthy lifestyle. And as I always say, do your research and see what works for you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Know that the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and it's available on YouTube, susantaylor.org, iTunes and Stitcher and other podcast platforms. Please keep in mind that if you like the podcast, please share it on the YouTube channel and go there and subscribe and share it. Visit susantaylor.org for more information or to contact us with any questions, comments, or feedback, or maybe something you'd like to hear. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.